everything I hoped for. You're everything I need. I don't know if that's what it says. You are so beautiful to me. Oh, alfalfa. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, That's good. That's rich right there. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of Alan Williams, and this here is my good friend, (laughs) among other things, my best friend. That's right. It's Kyla Woods. Bestie. Hey. How are thou? I'm great. (laughs) I'm feeling. I'm feeling real good. Got my baby back in town. I'm back in business. Yeah, you are back in business. Back Hello. In business. Back business time. It's business time. <laughs> it has been business time. Yes, it has. Number five. Hello. Hello. <laughs> For those of you who have listened to previous episodes, you know what a number five is. <laughs> not, and it's not on the McDonald's value menu. It's not. I had to get a number five with cheese. All right. So I'm back. In good old Cincinnati, the Queen City. The Queen City. Not to be confused with Charlotte. Not to be confused North with Charlotte. <laughs> Kakalaka. The other Queen City. The other Queen City. And um, I'm here with my baby, man. I'm, I'm glad to be home. I've been. I feel like the last several episodes, all we've talked about is traveling. I think so. I think so. Yes. It's been a long run of travels. Mm-hmm. Especially and, for you. Yeah. And. Uh, I'm finally, finally back home mm. for uh, at least a month. Finally, F I N E L Y, which I'll find self. All right, so this episode is. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be short. Over. <laughs> <laughs> we got some up. catching up to do. <laughs> Keep it up. I will. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, no, actually, I'm not sorry. Don't be sorry. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're back and I'm back and I, I had some great travels. And so one thing. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so there's several things that have taken place. So I went on two different trips within two weeks. Um, first trip, I came back from Columbia, uh, not South Carolina. I went to Columbia, the country. Columbia, the country. And every time I told someone. Columbia. Columbia. Every time I told someone you were in Columbia, I said, no, Columbia, the country. Like, he's not, he's not at Columbia University. (laughs) He's not at. He's out here. He's out here. Uh, But the funny thing is, I didn't tell you everything that happened in Columbia. Oh, you held, you held out for the podcast? You know, I'm notorious for, like, telling you things, like the time of the podcast so yes you are today will be no different mm. uh so what i didn't tell you is that when i arrived in colombia uh at the airport i had, i could have signed up for like taking four what <laughs> like as soon as i got off the airport i could have signed up to be kidnapped what do you mean? Like you could voluntarily be kidnapped? I may or may not have signed up to be kidnapped. So you did sign up to be kidnapped. I may. Well, I'm here. Wait. So I didn't get. I, I did not get kidnapped. You you could have. You you had the option to be kidnapped. I had the option of being kidnapped. Do tell us more. So I get off the plane. I'm minding my business. I'm walking through the airport 
in Medellin, Colombia. And as soon as I get outside, there's people like, you need a taxi? You need a taxi? And I'm like, well, I got to get from here to my hotel. So, yes, I do need a, ca- a taxi. And then so this guy was like, oh, okay, you know, I'll take you in my taxi. And I'm like, cool. So I start walking. He First off, the taxi's not parked on the curb. That should have been my first time. It was across the way. It was far away. We walked through a parking lot. Honey. <laughs> Clue number one in foreign Clue country. Number one. First of all, those of you who've never traveled to a foreign country, especially one that, that uh, speaks a foreign language, and you're by yourself, and you don't speak the language, like, you know, be careful out here in these streets. You, you really do have to be careful. Because you never know. Because you don't know. And they're <laughs> looking for people who are not from there. You're clearly straight not from off, there. Straight off the plane. Yes. I signed up to be robbed, accosted. You did. Sold into slavery. You did. All of these things. So I walk with this man through the parking lot to his car. That is not a cab. It's not a cab. It's a regular it's ass car. It's not even marked. It's a regular ass car. And then something was like, ooh. <laughs> don't get in. I was like, uh, so I take a picture of the license plate real quick and I send it to Derek because Derek, Derek is <laughs> already, already in there. town. He's already in party <laughs> mode. He's, par- he's partying. He's not thinking about you or your taxi. <laughs> Me or my taxi. Neither are a concern. Oh. Get in the cab with this man. The first thing he asked me is if I'm looking for drugs or women. Honey, <laughs> you didn't tell me any of this. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I was like, nah, I'm good. Drugs he, or women? Drugs or women? He's like, we got good, good women and good drugs. Are you looking? He was the plug. Are you looking for either? I was like, nah, I'm good. I just, I just need to go to my, to my residence. And he, you know, so I'm using Google Translate. For those of you who've never used Google oh. Translate, it's really dope. If, if you're speaking to people, you know, like you could talk right into your phone in English, and it translates it to Spanish. And all of these great things. So I'm telling him, I was like, nah, I'm good. You know, I just need to get to my friend's house, you know, because we were staying at Airbnb. So I was trying to make it establish the fact that I know where we're going Mm -hmm. and I have a friend who's waiting for me. Yes, there's someone there. (laughs) So the next thing I do is I get on Google Maps and I map the directions to the place to make sure that he doesn't take any weird turns. Yes. And take me somewhere else and chop up my huge body into small pieces. And so, you know, I'm like, we're on Google. And then I send, like, you're able through Google Maps to send that those coordinates to a person. So I also send that to Derek because I'm like, (laughs) I know that he's partying. But maybe (laughs) if I get kidnapped, he will. Well, I guess I'm an adult. I probably can't get kidnapped. If I get adult. Adult nap. Adult nap. Yes. (laughs) Then he'll know at least the car that I was in and where I was when this happened. And so I send him the thing and I'm just praying the whole time. And he's like, well, do we need to stop for beer? You know, like I'm like, I don't need to make no stops player. Just get me to the address. So I get to the address. Finally, yes. 45 minutes later. It's a 45-minute drive from the airport. So long. Finally get to the address. Derek's not there. He's out partying on the town. I'm standing in the middle of nowhere with my suitcase. Yep. Looking, looking like, like a, a tourist. tourist <laughs> ready to get ready to get robbed. <laughs> so I'm livid. I'm like, yes, got you, me standing out here. I don't even know that I was I'm, getting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> got me standing out here. I don't know where I'm supposed to be going. I'm, yes. These people speak Spanish. I don't speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. I'm just standing here looking like I'm like a mark. I'm ready yep. to get, just get robbed. Yeah. Finally, I find the place. I get settled in. <sighs> Rest of the trip was smooth after that. Okay. 
I, I but did I didn't not tell know that you were that I was almost adult napped and taken for and offered <laughs> drugs and women, drugs and women and beer. Quite the adventure you had there as soon as you got into town. Yeah. So welcome to wow. welcome to Colombia. Colombia. <laughs> so that's how I started the podcast. I'm back. Yeah. And speaking of uh, going to foreign exploits, <laughs> well, not exploits. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Go, not exploits. Going, going to, on foreign endeavors. Yes. Uh, we had a little date night tonight. We did. And the first stop? Was, because adulting. <laughs> Wait, oh, it's date night. Where should we go? Honey, let's go get your picture taken for your passport. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we go to FedEx. Yeah, man. I've been trying to trying to get my wife to to step up to this passport life. Yes, you and, have been. Uh, she has not done that yet, but she is going to Yes, now. we did she one is, step today. Yeah, one step is to get the Got picture. Got my photo, my mugshot. You was I was not allowed to smile. Baller. Thank you, baby. I was not allowed to smile. Red which lips was, was popping. My red lips were popping. Mm-hmm. I was not allowed to smile, which was hard for me. Because you're a smiler. Because I'm a smiler. Mm-hmm. And uh, the gentleman who helped us, he was still training. He was very nice. He was brand new. Second time touching the camera. He had to take my picture three times. times. (laughs) But it was great. That's what life is about. Walking new employees through their training process and being kind and giving them grace and being jovial and not getting all mad and being like, you know what? You're doing great, Sean. Sean. Just because there's 12 of you guys standing around. It's fine. And all of you are trainees. It's fine. Sean did his best. And he was very nice. He was, so. good. He was good. So There's you that. got your picture taken. I have my picture. We got some other steps coming up, but uh, yep. we got the first step out of the yes, way, so. and it wasn't it wasn't painful at all. It wasn't. No, it was great. You was looking all nice Thank in your little you. picture. Thanks, honey. Yeah. I appreciate you. Yeah. You really trying not to let this podcast last very long today? Chocolate <laughs> popping and little flash and stuff. Oh, what's mm. the next topic? Let's move through this. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, so where where do you want to go in the world? I don't. Um. Okay, so I would like to go to South Africa. Your experience was so um, transformative. Yeah, I think I, it really inspired me to want to go there. I seventeen hour flight. I know, and you know, I just I, I I can't think about it. Okay, I just have to get on the plane and go. Once I'm up there, I can't. I mean, what can I do? Yeah, so true. South Africa, Italy. Okay, I like to go to Italy. Tokyo. Tokyo is really, really attractive to me. I told you that. Tokyo. Yes. And I heard it's like one of the greatest cities to visit. Like the people are kind. The city's super clean. Mm. There's a lot of history and culture there. Mm. Um, I would like to go to Tokyo. If you want to go to Thailand, we got I got some people in Thailand. Okay. You wait, you got some people in Thailand? Mm-hmm. Like just people you met in Colombia? <laughs> <laughs> or where where are these people Mike coming Perez. from? He is in Thailand? Yeah. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, he's in Thailand. Okay. That's where he went. My prayers about you saving the world. Yeah. Bless his heart. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So Thailand. Let's add that to the list. Yeah. Well, first, our first stop is going to be probably somewhere simple like Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> let's let's make it easy. Let's You're go right hit to the right six. across the border and go to the six and visit Aubrey and his friends. We're not visiting Aubrey. We might visit Aubrey. I don't like Aubrey. I like Aubrey and his beard. <laughs> Wheelchair Jimmy. <laughs> that's, that's all I see. You like wheelchair, Jimmy. Uh-uh. Okay. But uh, we can do that because when we went to San Diego, I tried to sneak you into Tijuana. and You it did, was, and it, it wasn't happening. You didn't it wasn't. But nope. But in the future, we know we know what to do. Yeah. So, you know what? We're going to get these travels under yeah. our belts now that I'm close to getting my passport. So, it's going to be exciting. We're almost there. Yeah. We're almost there. It's going to be great. 
So that's dope. Um, that's what we've been up to. I'm back home, excited, thrilled. Even my wife has been uh, really uh, giving me lots of compliments and more. And you know, it's just it's just been a great time. It has to been be a alive. great time. I'm so happy you're back. I'm so happy to be back. <laughs> <laughs> What's that there? Uh, what? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? But uh, yeah, I'm just happy to be back, and I think that it's it's really dope to. It's cool because one of the things that I that I noticed, and you didn't pick me up from the airport because when I got in, it was super late. Mm-hmm. But I was paying attention to how people pick people up from the airport. Mm. It's really interesting. Like I could write a not right i could do a whole documentary on how people get picked up from the airport really it was crazy like the different kind of the interactions greetings. that people have when they get picked yeah up. like the people who jump out of the car and like run over yes and jump into people's arms that's and always exciting passionate lung kisses and mm. holding the backs of heads and, and then like the people who kind of just get in the car and give a little smooch and yeah. and then you get the, the people who get in the car and it's like trick i ain't talking to you <laughs> But maybe you those are like Ubers and Lyfts. No. Like they, they no, know each were, other. These were, yeah, because they How swap do you know? se- They swap seats. Oh, the person gets the in guy and drives. Was getting, okay. Yeah, the guy was getting picked up. And we're up. not talking. No, the lady got the lady got out of the car. Okay. Walked around to the passenger side. He got mm. in. And you could tell their interaction was just really weird. And Aww. it was like, dang. I was like, I wonder how long they've been married. Like, why how did you get to this point where How do you hate each other? Yeah, like where somebody is just getting arriving safely from somewhere. And, like, there's no sense of intimacy or love or connectedness. Yeah. And that sucks, man. It does suck. Like, I was just standing at the Sad. airport, like, kind of watching this, you know, as I was waiting mm-hmm. for my lift to come and get me. And it was just, like, I never had really paid any attention to how people, you know, do that. It's interesting. Yeah, it was the first time that I paid attention to it. And it's just, it's just, I just wonder how people get to that point. And yeah. It, you know, it kind of sucks to see. But, you know. It's not any of my business, but it is kind of. <laughs> kind of. I mean, because I want I want people to have dope marriages. Yeah, me too. I mean, too. that's why we do this, you know, is that we want to yes. remind people that it is possible to have a dope marriage. Yeah, for and, a long time. Yeah, and we're only seven years in. We got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. Many of you may also be now tuning into uh, Red Table Talk, which actually just launched its second season on Facebook Watch, and I am a big fan. Um, I mean, I've really kind of always liked Will and Jada, and um, Jada's the host of this with her mother and uh, with Willow, her daughter, and um, this season kicked off with a two-part episode of um, Red Table Talk featuring Will Smith, and it's been really, really great so far. Um, I'm also a fan just of them utilizing social media and this kind of creative and innovative approach to storytelling and to doing interviews. Um, This one specifically talks about their marriage, talks about some of the obstacles they have overcome, and it also discusses um, at great length just how they've taken a really unique approach to their marriage and to their union and how they operate together and how they kind of do their own thing. But um, we wanted to play a little clip for you that that talks about some of um, the struggles they've overcome. So we're going to play that now. There was a period where mommy woke up and cried 45 days straight. I started keeping a diary. Damn. You missed some days. <laughs> <laughs> it was every morning. 
I think that's the worst I've ever felt in our marriage. Wow. I was failing miserably. So there's a few things I'd like to unpack here, honey, um, in response to Willard's testimony about a difficult time in their marriage. So does it start with the fact that Jay, that uh, Willow is cussing? Willow just be out here cussing <laughs> at Red Table. I mean, they allow their kids a lot of freedom. I still don't cuss in front of my mom. I don't either. I'm very grown. So here we go. Okay. Um, <laughs> she is cussing at a very early age. Um, so he talks about documenting this period of time in their marriage saying that it was 45 days. And then she says it was longer than that. Yeah. But you know, for me, it alludes to her maybe going through a period of depression. Yeah. Um, I don't, he, I think at this point they at least had one of the kids. So they at least had, um, Jaden, mm-hmm. maybe Willow, but I don't know if she had come along yet, but there might've been some postpartum issues. There may have been some animosity because he talks later in the episode about, um, his ability to just kind of go back to work. Like, oh, we've got these kids now. Like, she stays back mm. and raises the kids, and she's putting her career on hold, and he's able to seamlessly just transition back into work. So I think my first um, kind of question or thought to you that I'd like to you for you to contribute to is, do you think he acknowledged this at all, like, when it was happening, or do you think this is something that he's only able to reflect on like later. I think that he had to have acknowledged it at least in the moment because he was documenting. Right. So at least he was like, okay, something's not right. Right. This is and different. And I'm going to keep track. Right. Because if it was normal, you wouldn't have even known when to start tracking right. or documenting or journaling or whatever. Mm-hmm. But because it was something different. So on day one where she ro- woke up and she's just crying, he's like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. This this is not my Jada. Like, right. this is different. This is a different person or something else is going on. And I need to be aware of right. what's going on. Even if maybe you don't know how to approach it or you don't know what the solution is because a lot of times men, you know, our first thing is trying to figure out like how to fix it. Mm -hmm. You know, at least he was aware enough to know something is wrong with my wife. Right. To say, I should document this to at least keep track, not knowing I'm going to be documenting this for at least 45 days, but knowing that this first day, day one, something's wrong. Right. And I think that that requires, uh, for a spouse to be in tune with their partner, mm-hmm. um, to know what the norm is, to know when things are not right, to understand when uh, there's a display that is not the regular behavior. And then it requires some empathy to, to, to reach out and say, hey, I see that something is different here and is there something I can contribute to? Mm-hmm. Which he doesn't really necessarily say that he did that. He just... Right. The, the way that he positions it is that he was documenting mm-hmm. like a bystander. Right. Not as a partner. Right. And so that's the thing. It's kind of like... But what I'm thinking is, well, maybe he... You know, this is years ago. And what if he didn't know how to address it with her at that time? Like, yes, mm-hmm. I'm documenting it. Yes, I know this is weird and different and... Um, you know, not, I'm, I'm not saying it's weird. I'm saying like yeah, different in the sense of weird yeah. as indifferent. Like this is not something I've seen before. Maybe mm-hmm. not just from her, but from any woman. Yeah. 
And then, so how do you establish, or I guess make sure that you are, um, being willing to even sacrifice your comfort in that moment and address the, the needs of your partner yeah. at that time. Cause I don't know if he, like he does, I mean, they, they, they touch on it, but they don't like do a full deep dive. Okay. So I don't know that he says like, this is how I was feeling at that time. We're young. We just had these kids. My career is thriving. Yeah. Um, Cause that's when he talks about like, when he says I'm failing miserably, it's because like his career, he was at the peak of his career pretty much, mm-hmm. but his home life was crumbling. Mm. So how do we, I guess, encourage that communication for someone who might be listening and maybe there has been a change in their relational pattern and maybe has, there's been a change in behaviors that their pat, their partner is, um, expressing. Exhibiting. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think that it is the acknowledgement first right? is to say, you know, Hey, spouse of mine, I'm noticing something that's a little different. Like, what's what's going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then two, being able to listen, um, especially as a husband, to not be in a position of I'm listening to fix, but I'm listening to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so really just kind of jumping into that pool of whatever emotions that she's experiencing right now and jumping in with you so that you don't feel like you're alone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that a lot of times, for example, when you tell me things that are going on with you, you want to have someone acknowledge that it's happening, make you feel that it's okay that it's happening and that I understand and that, and validate your feelings in that moment and not make you feel like, um, though I might react differently, not make you feel like how you feel in that moment is invalid or, you know, you shouldn't be feeling Mm -hmm. like that because I wouldn't feel like Mm -hmm. that. So I think that the next point is kind of a validation of Mm -hmm. those feelings and saying, you know, you feel this way. I'm acknowledging it. I understand it. And now I'm validating that it's okay to feel like this. Mm -hmm. And then I think for me, the step four would be how, how do we both get out of this pool? You know, now that I'm in here with you, I understand I'm empathizing and I'm acknowledging and it's valid. So how do we move forward um, over the course of this? And then it's like allowing people to dwell within what they need to dwell within as long as they need to be there. Because if you're not ready to get out of that pool and I can't just drag you out because you're in a place that you need to be in and that could be very important for your healing is that you stay in this Mm -hmm. for whatever time period uh, to get you to the next place. And if I pull you out prematurely before you've really had time to deal with those emotions uh, or to really acknowledge what's going on with you, it can actually do more harm than good. Mm -hmm. So it's like being in a hospital and they say, well, you need to stay for this long but then you check yourself out the next day because you're like, nah, I'm just ready you're to get ready up to out go. of here. Yeah. And then you don't really give yourself the time to heal. Yeah. And I would add to that, um, maybe saying to your partner, if you're kind of on the receiving end of these emotions, saying to your partner, how can I meet your expectations right now? How, mm. ca- how can I, how can I, you know, help? Um, I don't know, I guess, you know, help, reach you in the place that you're in right now? Mm -hmm. Like, how do I meet you there? Because sometimes if you're the feeler or Mm -hmm. you're the person experiencing the certain circumstance, Mm -hmm. 
you have in your mind set the way that somebody should respond yeah. or the way that they should um, react to your plea or your, yeah. you know, how you're feeling. And they might not have any idea that that's what you're expecting. So, so is it more so what do you need from me? Yeah. Like, what do you need yeah. from me right okay. now? Or, and, and what, ha, yeah. Like, what do you need from me right now? And cause that could encompass the response, the response. Yes. So it could be, yeah. I need for you to give me this mm-hmm. or I need for you to not do anything and go away. Right. Just yes. Mm-hmm. And okay. that should be okay. And then, yeah. And then tailoring even your response to say, okay, because this is what you need for me, even though this is maybe not how I would typically respond mm-hmm. or this might not be my preference for yeah. response. Yeah. But I have to do what is in the best interest of you. Yes. Getting out of whatever pool you're mm-hmm. in. Yep. Okay. And it's interesting. I, I would just have so many questions for them, like yeah. for him, like, okay, well, are you just now realizing this mm-hmm. and acknowledging it 20 years later? Yeah. Or is this something you guys addressed at that time? Mm. Um, it almost felt, it felt very authentic as if it was not a conversation that had been had. Before. Yep. It did. It did feel very authentic. Like this was new. Like I'm realizing this, this now. And I'm telling you that I knew this was going on then, but maybe I didn't respond the way I should maybe maybe sometimes we don't know how to respond right that's and that's what I'm saying like it's it's that communication so Mm -hmm. so because a lot of it is maturity it's time it's growing together it's understanding how we ebb and flow it's understanding how you might think differently about certain things Mm -hmm. and I do like you said about certain responses and that's some that's an area we've grown in tremendously I think in seven and a half years absolutely because sometimes the way I respond to things and you respond to things are very different very different most times but you have really really been intentional about um like kind of just Almost uh, being just just being a little more understanding and like just kind of not being as I don't want to say brash, but no, that's 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 a good (laughs) word. I mean, like I sometimes it's coming to where you are because how I would handle something or not handle something is my natural inclination, and so I have learned that the way that I would do something doesn't mean that it's the way that things have to be done or should be done. Mm -hmm. And so I've had to learn how to flex differently to meet you where you are and to accommodate and be where you need me to be. So it's like, you know, what are you searching for from me Mm -hmm. Um, in this moment? Like, do you need me to just tell you, yes, it's okay. Do you need me to say, you know, it'll be all right? Or do you need me to say, yeah, there's some bull and, you know, <laughs> yeah. F everybody, <laughs> you know. F them and, yeah. and all their cousins. Told you that'd be crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. it you know, really so is it's, a process. It's, yeah, so it's. I think the more we learn each other, the more we understand mm-hmm. what we need from each other. Yeah. Um, and so that we're not disappointing each other because we're setting expectations and later on, if my response is inaccurate and it's not what you need, knowing that you can come to me and say, you know, when this happened, this is what I thought that you were going to do. And this is what I needed for you to do. And you didn't do any of those things. And this is how it made me feel. I felt lonely because I felt like you left me kind of hanging out here all by myself right. or whatever, yep. you know, those emotions are. And I think that when you get to a certain point in your marriage or your relationship, you can have that conversation with your significant other and say, this is what I needed from you. This is what I got or didn't get from you. And how can we do better the next time? Because yep. that's ultimately, the, that's, that's that's the, the whole goal. reason for the conversation right. is how do we get to a point where the next time something happens, 
you know how to respond appropriately so that we are both benefiting from the scenario and we're both learning and getting better. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's always the goal. Yeah. So shout out to uh, Will and Jada. Yeah. Um, it was great conversation. Yeah. It was a great conversation. I mean, and, and I, I love, I mean, that's why we do this podcast, but I love hearing people have real conversations mm-hmm. about their marriages and, you know, we don't talk about, tons of problems that we have because you know bless god we haven't been in a situation where we have a ton of mess to talk about yeah Um, but what we have we've talked about yeah and we've grown through it we've grown from a lot of the earlier issues like the first few years of marriage because it was you know some things were tough because of newness because Mm -hmm. of transition in our first year of marriage moving to a whole nother city um but really i feel like it made us so much stronger and it equipped us for you know, just being in a really strong place right now. Yeah, I think so. that that kind of is an excellent segue into um, really talking about this concept of rose sniffing, you know, yeah, and taking the time out to really honor and pay attention to all of the beautiful things that are happening in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Because I think that when, even when people have terrible relationships, uh, I think that a lot of times they don't take the time out to really think about the things that were amazing. And I think that a lot of times in marriages, there are phases. There are times when everything is beautiful and everything is roses and the garden is blooming. And then there's times when winter hits and everything feels like it's dying and it's cold and there's no smell. And there's just like this desolation. And it's like you need those reminders mm-hmm. to stop and smell those roses when they're around. And then you almost need to kind of track those memories, you know, because mm-hmm. when it gets cold outside, you don't want to forget about all of the roses that you guys have planted together mm-hmm. and all of the roses that you have presented each other with. And so, you know, how can we better do that? I know that, you know, we tend to um, take the time out to let each other know that we appreciate each other, but maybe there's a couple out there that they don't know how to do that. Like what suggestions would I you think have? that the first step is to really just make sure that you're not just focusing on feeding or not feeding, but, but kind of sewing into your spouse when it's an anniversary or some type of event. And we've talked about on the um, podcast before that yeah. we don't necessarily celebrate Valentine's day no. because we just, we just don't, but that's a big thing for a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, our thing is we really just kind of try to make like tonight we had date night, like whenever Mm -hmm. we just have an opportunity, we try to make sure we're spending extra time together or we're doing extra things for each other. So we don't feel like we need to set aside a day for that, like where everything is marked up five times the price that it typically would be. But that's us. That works for us. That doesn't work for everybody. Um, So I think that the first step for that is just really saying and and and. there's a lot of intentionality behind it, but it's saying, you know what? Kathy made dinner tonight and I want to tell her, thank you just for making dinner. Like yeah. I know she makes dinner every Tuesday, yeah. but tonight I want to be like, babe, I really loved that lasagna. Like yeah. it was so good. And I just want to say, I appreciate you after a long day of work coming mm-hmm. home and cooking or Tyrone, if he made the lasagna, <laughs> whoever made the lasagna <laughs> be appreciated. And then I think the, Sometimes appreciation, though vocalized, that's great. But, you know, really being able to put it into action. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, Kathy, I love the lasagna. And I'm going I'm to uh, go ahead and wash these dishes. Won't wash you, those dishes, Tyrone. Why don't you go ahead? <laughs> 
<laughs> Why don't you go ahead and, you know, settle in, settle in on the couch yes. so I can wash these dishes, put them in the dishwasher, and come rub them feet. Mm. On the couch while we watch Love Is. <laughs> you know, like, so I think that, you know, it's it's showing, you know. It is showing. So it's not just telling. Yeah. It's it's showing appreciation. And, um, you know, like you said, it's, it's really, you know, celebrating people every day and celebrating the love every day. And, yes, it's going to get rocky. And, yes, there's going to be days when you don't even feel like talking to Man. this person. <laughs> but, you you're know. Tired. And, right. And it might not even be, you're not you might be tired yeah you've had a long day yeah. the kid is sick yeah mm-hmm. like there's so many there are so many variables that yeah. can really interject in in just one day that yeah. really could throw you all the way off so it's just really being um focused and mm-hmm. and making sure that your partner knows that you're in this together and that you value and appreciate them again outside of your anniversary yeah. outside of their birthday outside of christmas outside of valentine's day outside of sweetest day just yeah. a regular tuesday and what are you present. doing and being present yeah like making sure that you know you're not spending all your time you know together on devices or whatever right you know? yes that was one of the things that you know i think that i've noticed that we do less of is mm-hmm. when we're together we don't just be on our phones and stuff. Like we're actually enjoying each other's company. We're having real conversations about what's going on at work, what's going on in the world, what's going on, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, talking about our hopes, dreams, and, you know, these crazy kids. I mean, you know, so it's, it's actual intimate time having conversations. And intimacy is not just what happens between the sheets like it's mm-hmm. it's what happens before you even get to the bedroom so mm-hmm. it's making sure that you're taking the time out to give people acknowledgement not because you want something from them not because you're looking for affection from them it's i'm giving and i'm sowing into you because i love you and i mm-hmm. want to know how your day was i'm not just asking just to ask because i feel like i'm supposed to i'm asking because i care right. how your day was and how it could be better like what was the highlight of your day mm-hmm. yes those people are crazy but what what was the part of your day that was amazing right. you know like and, and figuring that thing out and i think that that's really important as you know you start this journey of rose sniffing um so i'm going to give you guys an assignment Oh, we're give you guys an assignment. <laughs> I never give you homework, but this week I want you guys on social media or in text messages. I want you guys to send each other one thing each day that you appreciate about the other person. For seven days? Seven whole days. Seven, seven whole days. And not a word from you. But it was a text. Seven whole nights. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord uh so that's tony that's the braxton homework. was the breathiest she did was. you ever notice how many breaths she uh, would put into songs yeah. <gasps> you know, brought you brought you <laughs> okay seven whole days speaking of breath does jenna jackson look like her breath stinks <laughs> It's something I've always wanted. I I have literally never had that thought. Next time you see a video, I want you to look at her and be like, she looked like her breath stink. You know what? (laughs) Bless your heart. All right. So Rose sniffing. Not not breath sniffing. Not breath sniffing. Although if your spouse, even if they breath sink, you need to just put your mouth on them. Put your mouth on them. Yes, put your mouth on them. Hey, Mm. love on them. That's the next assignment for next week. (laughs) 
All right, I'm so ladies. happy you're home. Yeah. Yeah, this is great. I was gonna say ladies and gentlemen, but you can say ladies I stopped. Why is it? All right, ladies. Oh. Like, like like it was a you know a women's empowerment <laughs> event. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, ladies. Thanks for coming out today. <laughs> Grab your happy bag on the way out. <laughs> it's got some products in it. <laughs> And some mini petty gift cards. Mm-hmm. And yes. some edible panties. And some edible panties. <laughs> and some cotton balls. Cotton <laughs> balls. Always, women always need cotton balls. Have you ever noticed women always have cotton balls? You no. need them for alcohol. You need them for makeup remover. All kinds of stuff. I'm not around. Know, I'm not around balls. when women are doing that. Yeah. Except for my woman. But you usually see. I'm actually out of cotton balls right now. But oh, usually man. we keep a, we keep some on that. That's an opportunity for me. To, I'm gonna go get to you some get cotton you. balls. Thank you, honey. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of the Permanent Plus One Podcast. Yes. This is episode 29. Ooh, we're almost at 30 episodes. We're almost at 30. It's been three years and we're it's, almost at 30. It hasn't been three years, <laughs> sir. It has been one year. Oh my goodness. Which we never acknowledged our one year. We didn't. We didn't celebrate one year at all. We need to have a party. We tripping. We tripping. Yeah. But we got some things coming up. So you guys, please stay tuned to our social media because we're going to be looking for some of you. No one wants to talk to us on um, Instagram. We'd be like, ask us a question. Nobody want to know nothing. We're on a two hour road trip. Talk to us. What do you want to know? Zero responses. (laughs) Nobody wants to talk to us. Come on, guys. We're nice. Stop playing. <laughs> Are you playing us? We be trying to answer questions. We do. Like Castillo. Let us know. All right, but uh, you can follow us on social media. You can find us on the gram and on Facebook at Permanent Plus One, all spelled correctly. And you can also tune in to every single one of our podcasts on SoundCloud, or if you have the podcast app for Apple and or google you can do that as well and subscribe leave a comment a little question i can hear all of that no (laughs) all of what what are you talking about we were gonna rewind my goodness you are so sir all right that was the cue for me to go ahead and shut this Mm -hmm. thing down until the next time (laughs) love each other get up out of here